Hello and welcome to The Culture. My name is Anna. And my name is Mark. And today we are going to be covering a kind of um, more, I'd say like low-key cult. Low-key. Low-key, not high-key in the sense that, you know, we're not getting violent. Stakes are low. I'm going to enjoy this one today. Though. Yeah, I think you will. They're I more think... of a social club. <laughs> um, I think it's more than a social club, but I, you know, it's a little bit more happy-go-lucky. Like, honestly, time and place might have joined this cult. Is there still potential? <laughs> this cult is still going on today. I am not interested in it, but I'm saying if I was, I feel like if I was around in the seventies, I probably, and I was approached, maybe I would have. This would be the one for you? No, it's not the one. It's just a one. Is it your stepping stone cult? <laughs> no. Like I your, just... this is your gateway cult? No, no. Before I... you go full on <laughs> synonym? No. <laughs> No, I just mean that like, I don't, I'm a person that really like loves community and I, I, I would fall for that, I guess. So I'm going to ask you at the end how likely you would it be to have joined this cult. The answer is none likely. Don't be dishonest with yourself. Okay. I will be open book, open mind, and I will let you know what I think. Okay. All right. So without further ado, today's episode is going to cover... Um, what was formerly known as the Unification Church. Um, and in kind of layman's terms, this is the Moonies. Have you ever heard of the Moonies? I have not. Okay. So the Moonies were really big in kind of the, like the 60s through the 80s. Very big. They've kind of gotten a little less um, present in the U.S. today. But they're, but they're still there. They are still active, yes. Okay. Yes. So let's get started. Um, so the church that is going to become the Unification Church was founded in May 1st of 1954 by this man named Sun Myung Moon. Okay, there's a lot of Korean words in here and names that if, man, I'm really sorry if I butcher it. I'm going to try my absolute best, but... You're not Korean? <laughs> I'm not Korean. What I wish. Heck? I wish. Um, so Sun Myung Moon, he founded the Holy Spirit Association for the Unification of World Christianity in Seoul, South Korea. Well, it's just too long. <laughs> it's so long. Imagine writing that down. They like, literally, I don't want to do this. Like even the acronym is too long. It's like H-S-A-U-W-C. Too much. It's <laughs> alphabet soup and it needs to stop. Right. Moonies makes more sense. Right. Because they're calling them the Moonies because his last name's Moon. Should have went there from the beginning. <laughs> Would have sold more t-shirts, I think. Um, there was a girl who was in it who said, like, I'm happy being a Mooney. And it's like a little, like, pin, like a button. Oh, yeah. So they kind of, like, embraced it. Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to market. Yeah. Kind of like how the Mormons embraced the Book of Mormon musical and were like, oh, yeah, you want to talk about it? Well, well, hey, here, I'm here. Read the Book of Mormon. Yeah. They're, they were kind of like that. Anyway, or like, hey, look up. Do you see that? Well, let me tell you about my group. Yeah, right. At nighttime, because this is the moon. <laughs> right. So um, Moon, he was actually born in 1920. So he was kind of young when he founded it, only 34. Um, and his birth name was not Sun Myung Moon. His name was Mun Yong Myung. 
And he was born in Korea during a time when Jap- Japan was in control. So Japanese controlled Korea. Now, apparently, since he was a kid, he said he was clairvoyant. Now, we've talked about this word before. Do you remember our little vocab lesson, what it means to be clairvoyant? I do. As you were speaking it, I'm like, oh, please don't tell me. Ask me what that means because I've (laughs) already forgotten. (laughs) Okay. It basically means you're kind of like psychic, like you can see spirits and stuff like that. You're special. Yeah. Claire means clairvoyant means to see. It's French. Okay. So... In 1930, his family, who were kind of like, they just practiced like Confucianism, kind of. All right. Which is like complicated, but it's kind of a philosophy, religion, mixture, all of that stuff. So in 1930, they convert to Presbyterian Christianity. And um, Moon teaches Sunday school at his Presbyterian church. Now... On Easter in 1936, so Moon is only 16, he said that Jesus came to him, remember he's clairvoyant, Jesus came to him and told him that he needed to finish his work that he could not finish because he was crucified. So he's like, Moon, homie, you're going to take up my mantle and finish the job because I didn't get to. And he's like, okay. And so Moon um, has chats with Moses, Buddha, and other biblical people. And he starts preaching his own version of kind of messianic Christianity. I just have a really hard time with like the first person that you tell that message to after your little vision or after you wake up, like who's in your circle. That's like, you know what? That's, I think you're right. That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Deanna. I've never never heard that before. (laughs) Well, it kind of, honestly, I mean, this, this story very much reminds me of Joseph Smith. Very, very similar. Yeah. But again, like if you did that, and mm. you were like, hey, guess what I just saw? Hey, mom. <laughs> I'd be like, you didn't. <laughs> and don't tell anybody else about this ever again. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I. It's interesting. It's interesting scenario to think about. It, it says as much about your friends as it does about you. Yeah. That'd be a good sitcom. Surround like- yourself with good people out there, everyone. <laughs> Please surround yourself. Be better. Okay. Yeah. So... In 1936, when Jesus comes and talks to him, this is when he changes his name to Sun Myung Moon. Now, I don't know the meaning of those words in Korean, but maybe he's like, I am the sun and the moon. I don't know. I do think we have a listener in South Korea. We do? I believe so. Hey, shout out. Let us know. Please let us know what this means linguistically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Because those are both, I think, kind of common names in don't okay just don't we're gonna all right we're gonna erase that you don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know all right so in 1943 he marries sun kil Choi, um which was his first wife and in 1945 he starts preaching his message now at this time he also publishes a book which will become the central text of this religion called the divine principle which is basically like his interpretation of the bible not Book of Mormon Part 2. 
<laughs> no. because it sounds eerily similar to what's happening right now. Yeah, it's very similar in the in the kind, and even some of the beliefs are kind of similar. So, do you have a copy? You can get it online. It's all published online. Divine Principle. Yeah, I was not about to read it. It's a 560 page like manuscript, so I'm good. Is it in Korean? Originally, well, that'd be a little hard to do, <laughs> but it was translated to English. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so in 1945, he starts preaching his message. Um, he's only 25. Getting started early. He, he's, he's, got, he's a man with a plan. It's not his fault <laughs> Jesus came to him this early. He was right. just trying to do some Sunday school. <laughs> right. So now, in 1946, he goes to Pyongyang in North Korea. And he's like trying to, I don't know what the hell he was trying to do, but I think he was trying to preach. And also, he is very anti-communist, so we'll get to that. But he goes to Pyongyang in North Korea. Guess how that went over? Not great. Yeah, so he gets arrested As by one North does Korea. in North Korea. He's sentenced to five years in a hard labor camp um, because they believed that he was spying for South Korea. He wasn't, he claims, but, you know. So he's, he serves three years in this labor camp. And then in 1950, he's released by North Korea during the Korean War. He got a little lucky with some timing there. To survive three years in North Korea is pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's crazy. So then in 1953, he divorces his wife. Um, and there's kind of rumors that he had another kid with another woman. Now, in 1955 the church starts spreading rapidly throughout South Korea. And in 1955, they had 30 centers already in Korea. Based on this guy's book. Yes, Divine Principle. I mean, that's pretty quick. That's good. Yeah, 10 years, 30 centers. I feel like he should have just stopped. Mm, no, he's he's Mr. Worldwide. I know, but this... <laughs> It's a 305. <laughs> I feel like this is this is where you just get a little too greedy. Yeah. So he starts spreading in Korea. He also spreads to Japan, the Philippines, and other East Asian countries. In 1959, that's when my dad was born, he sends missionaries to the U.S., mainly in D.C., New York City, and California. And he finds a lot of success in the Bay Area which to me is not surprising at all. No, that makes, as you were saying that, I'm like, well, California makes perfect sense. Yeah. New York and D.C. absolutely make no sense to me. No, I could see New York. A lot of cults start in New York, too. I know, but just geographically. Like, oh. a lot of what you're going to probably pick up on is is very similar in terms of culture, where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, California's it. Right. And the Bay Area, for sure, is it. Right. Um... So after that, they start just basically going everywhere. Europe, specifically Czechoslovakia. They go to South America. They go to Russia, which you're ballsy to go into Russia. Yeah, I don't think that's a good look. And Russia was like, no, <laughs> you can't. We got our own thing going on <laughs> yeah. here. So then in 1971, Moon moves to the U.S. Um, in a mansion. Obviously. Obviously. In 1974, he gives he gave a talk at Madison Square Gardens. That's pretty legit. Yeah. In 1976, he gave two talks at Yankee Stadium. So he's he's getting some. Oh yeah, getting he's getting traction. Press. Yeah, he had a um. 
he had a speech at the Washington Monument and there were 300,000 people there. I feel like these are very much flying under the radar from what I know. And these are huge events. Yes. And in 1975, he held a gathering. This is the largest recorded peaceful gathering ever in South Korea with 1.5 million people. Ooh, shout out to the moon. <laughs> like, that's crazy, huh? That's insane. Like, that, I can't even... Can you imagine being in a crowd of one and a half million people? I literally can't even fathom it. I feel like we can't even get a peaceful protest of like 30 people <laughs> in, this, in this country, and they're going with a milli? Right. That's like, where do you fit a million people? That's a lot of Koreans, my friend. <laughs> it is. All right. So after the break, we will talk about their beliefs and their other weird stuff. Hey, cult fam. Before we get to the ad, we wanted to let you know we have now activated listener support for this podcast. If you like what you've heard so far and you would like to take the next step in supporting the growth of the culture through a small monthly donation, click the link in the episode notes. No amount is too small and we appreciate your support. Thanks. Alrighty, welcome back. So now we're going to jump into the beliefs of the group. The Moonies. The Moonies. To the moon. Not the Sunnies, the Moonies. To the moon. Yeah. There's actually a book that a, uh, that a former member wrote called To the Moon and Back. I feel like that book's already been written before. <laughs> There's many a well, title, To the Moon and Back. So, okay. So we already talked. Moon's main text, their main text is the divine principle. Honestly, it's like the Bible is not as important as the divine principle for members. So they're reading out of this Bible is a little bit secondary mm -hmm. as like the antiquated, here's what kind of came before and here's why I'm here. Right? Because yeah. he's picking up after Jesus' death. And we're going to get into it, but it's a whole reinterpretation of kind of the beginning and oh, everything. Oh, I see. I see. So, okay. So the whole idea behind the unification church is this idea that our fallenness, that fallen humanity can be restored to God only through a Messiah who basically comes as a new Adam who will become the new head of humanity um replacing okay so basically this is what he believes adam and eve were placed in the garden right and you know in in the traditional understanding right of the kind of fall eve eats from the the tree of knowledge right when yep. when G, lord told her no god told her no don't do that and she's like I want that apple. <laughs> Classic Eve. <laughs> okay. And so then she gives it to Adam and then that's the fall because they disobeyed God. Right? Well, Moon reinterprets this and he said, it's not just like her disobeying God that causes the fall. Rather, the serpent is Satan and they have sex. Even, even the, <laughs> even the serpent have sex and then, <laughs> and then, um, that, you know, kind of, he leaves some stuff around in Eve and Eve's like, I don't want this. So then she, she has sex with Adam, premarital sex with Adam, which is like dumb. Like, 
whatever. Okay. But they have sex and this premarital sex is what causes the fall. So it's not just like disobeying God. It's sex. This is such a hard sell right now. (laughs) Right. Can become hard enough to sell the creation story to certain people. (laughs) You try and sell this version. Well, uh, a lot of people bought it. So, so basically because they had sex and they weren't supposed to all of the sin, like all of those people have that sin on them, that stain. Let's just go back and just, we're focusing on the premarital sex when we could clearly talk about the snake. (laughs) Right. Right. Like that's the elephant in the room right now. I don't know how she had sex with a snake. Maybe he, I, I don't know. Right. But there are some issues, I think, there. Yes. He tempted her, though. Uh, okay. I'll have to just digress <laughs> on that one. All yeah. right. Continue. So, so, okay. So, Adam and Eve, they start this sinful lineage, basically. Yeah. And so, according to Moon, Jesus comes about who Jesus is not God, by the way, he's just a dude that was born without sin, but he is not like he's human. Fully all, human. all human. Yes. Yeah. Which is not uncommon amongst some of these cults. Yeah. To really Sex de- devalue Jesus. Yes. Jesus in terms. Well, yeah, because you kind of have to, because then what's your point? Right. You know? So, Okay, so Jesus is none other than a man who has completed the purpose of creation. Um, so, according to Moon, Jesus was supposed to get married with a woman who was also sinless, and they were going to start a new family so they could start a new lineage that restored God's vision of the ideal that was without sin. Eve 2.0. Yes, Eve without the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it. okay, but he's like, Jesus died. He's like, uh-oh, he died on the cross. So he said, got to come back again, got to come back. And, you know, according to Moon, the next Messiah was going to be born in Korea. Ooh, what do you know? I've heard that before, actually. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty trending rumor. Right, so... He's the Messiah. He's the second coming of Christ. And he and his wife, his second wife, who, by the way, she was 17 when they got married. Um, they are what they call the true parents. He Maybe is he was just true- looking for an excuse for a new wife. <laughs> listen, Maybe. I got listen, I got to get a new one and she's going to be sinless. What am I supposed to do? Right. Jesus told me this. So he's true father and she's true mother. Like that's what the, the group calls them. Also, they have this interesting belief that, like, God needs us. So, like, we are just as important as God because God without us is not, like, full. Sort of leveling themselves up. Right. As, like, God, not really this idea of all-knowing, all-powerful. No. More of, like, this is a relationship. And exactly. without two parts, the circle mm-hmm. breaks. And there's this big thing about how God, before he made humans, was just the masculine part. And then the Holy Spirit is the 
feminine part. Like God is both masculine and feminine and that. little yin and yang, perhaps. Exactly. Actually, yes. Of course. Which, you know, he drew from some of those more Eastern religions. Right. As naturally one would over there. And there's a lot that really, there's a lot of hybrid. Right. Where people are picking and choosing certain aspects of different spiritual beliefs, especially in Southeast Asia. Right. So let me just read this. This comes from their website. Please read it in Korean. <laughs> Be authentic. I, I wish I could. I can't do a Korean. I'm not going to do any of that like I did with Gwen Shamwin. <laughs> I think that would be a little bit over the line today. Uh, a lot over yeah. the line. So, okay. This is what it says on their website. God created the cosmos to experience love. See, like God didn't just do it because he was like, let's create something. Yeah. It's like he needs us almost. The original human couple were meant to become the first true parents and raise a family with God's love as the source, centered on this love, but that didn't happen. Our relationship with God was broken. God has been searching for a couple who could stand in that position as true parents to repair that relationship and bring about a world of love as God envisioned. We believe this couple is Reverend Sun Myung Moon and Dr. Hak Ja Han Moon. By receiving the marriage blessing, which we'll get into in a second, from true parents, we can relate directly to God as our parent, as God's sons and daughters, and as the loving families God always intended. So, like, family and marriage is, like, the thing. It's the biggest thing that they'll ever do in that church. And that's where they're going to put all their attention. Yes. I mean, I guess as... Again, you said this is kind of like a pullback version of a cult. Like, those are all pretty good. Right. Family, marriage. like Which, in a lot of ways, is very similar, like I said, to the Mormon teachings, right? Yeah. Which re- says family is forever. Yeah. So, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, like I said he kind of believes they kind of believe some interesting things about God. So God is all powerful and all knowing, but he can't be happy and complete without the love of his children. Um, his original plan was for all men and women to be sons and daughters of God, just as Jesus was God's son divine, but not God. The original plan before the fall, the fall. Yes. And so if Adam and Eve hadn't, you know, snaked had sex it up. with the serpent, <laughs> snaked it up, um, we all would be of the same perfection of Jesus. Um, basically, the way we're going to fix the world is by making the family holy once again. And does, I mean, is this the thing where he feels like his lineage now? Mooney's lineage is going to be like the restart of humanity. Yes. But there was never any idea like, hey, maybe we should get rid of everybody else. It's not. No. Just too gangster. Huh? And they become even more and more inclusive. Like they let people in from like other religions and stuff too. Like it, it gets kind of. Again. Convoluted. The sloppiness. <laughs> Find your ideals right. and stick to right. them. Yeah. No, I think honestly, honestly, I just think he wants and not in like a scary kind of way, but I think he wants world domination in the sense that he just wants everybody in it. It doesn't matter who you are, except, except, as long the, as you recognize except him. the gays. He's not about the gays. But as long as you recognize him as being more powerful than you. Right. 
Yeah. Right. And I'm sure there's some tithing or some money involved. Oh, yes. Yes. Naturally. Right. So, yeah, they're pretty homophobic, to be honest. But besides that, everybody else, you can be Jewish, Muslim, like whatever other religion, and you can come and get the blessing from them. Well, it's the unification church, right? Right. They're trying to unify the world. Right. So it's hard to have that in the name, right? One of your 18 names, uh, and then not follow through with it. Right. So, um, (laughs) like, somehow this guy's gotten very involved in politics in our country. Our country? Our country. And Korea. Um, But we'll get back to that in a second. Also, another idea that they have is kind of like, kind of like what's her face, Gwen, in the last episode. They believe that like faith without works is dead, but like you got to do works. You got to work. Well, he was in a prison camp, so he knows (laughs) what hard work is. (laughs) Right. So there's this process called indemnity. Have you ever heard of that word? No. I had never heard of that word either. Um, But like a sanctification sort of feel? No, it's like paying a debt. Mm. Okay. So the idea is this one has to pay for their sins and kind of the sins of their fathers. So some people paraphrase it like this to restart the process toward perfection. God has sent messiahs to earth who could restore the true state of humanity's relationship with God before that can happen. However, humans have to perform goods that good deeds that cancel the bad effects of sin. Unificationists call this indemnity. Showing love and devotion to one fellow, one's fellow humans, especially within families, helps pay this indemnity. It's like a little old school Catholicism. Kind of. Like some indulgences going on here. It's like also gotta... kind of like karma, though. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, you're like accruing good karma to cancel out the bad karma. Yeah. Again, he's just, you know. Yeah, he's mixing and matching. Reaching out of the top hat of <laughs> <laughs> spiritual beliefs. Right. Um, he also rejects the idea of the literal second coming. He says that... Well, he has to. Because he is Doesn't he? he? He Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, I'm just a placeholder. The <laughs> other guy's coming back. Right. That makes sense. I didn't think about it like that. And yes. if he's not God, he's not coming back. Right. Right. Yeah. So he says that like people who, you know, become sanctified or whatever, they'll just like kind of ascend into having their, their spirits. But people who haven't done that, they're going to get reincarnated and we put back on the earth to fulfill the mission that they need to do. Yeah, so we're definitely getting into some different beliefs here. Right. Mix and match, baby. The people in the area, it would have made more sense right. in Korea. It wouldn't have been so far-fetched as it would be like maybe in the Western world. Where yeah. Really, that idea is not as common. Right. Also, um, he calls for the unification of science and religion. He just is calling for the unification of everything. Just uni, <laughs> uni everything. But not communism. We're not going to be we united draw, there. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> so listen to this. In 1974, Moon asked members in the U.S. to support Nixon during the Watergate scandal. And so they prayed and fasted in support of Nixon for three days in front of the Capitol under the motto, forgive, love, and unite. And then on February 1st, 1974, Nixon publicly thanked them for their support and officially received him. 
Dude, Nixon was like caught up in some shit. Like, why do you go like, hey, you know who we should really support is Nixon. <laughs> like, this is this is our idea. Because they're conservative. Yeah, but there's like, you could pick somebody else. Yeah, I guess. Um, but also as a way to get your name out there. Right. He also made a conservative newspaper called the Washington Times to counter the liberal Washington Post. So he's got people in all facets. Yes. George H.W. Bush and Barbara Bush actually spoke at one of their events. Oh, Georgie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, let me go back to this part. Um, in 2004, <laughs> this is so funny to me. In 2004, they had a coronation ceremony in an office building of our Senate in which he day. was crowned the King of Peace. I love that. Yeah, we have a whole lot of separation of church and state here, huh? <laughs> tell me there's a crown. There was. And tell me it's on eBay. <laughs> I don't know. How do I get access to the crown? Yeah, it's so weird. It, it, this was the finale of his, like, this, like, thing that he was trying to do called Tear Down the Cross Tour, which was an effort to remove crosses from 300 churches in poor neighborhoods because he said it's an obstacle to uniting religions. You can't peg this guy. <laughs> I know. I just can't with him. I can't. Now, okay, back to some beliefs really quick. So, true mother and true father speak Korean, right? So if you want to be saved, you better learn Korean. Got to keep the Korean going. Yeah. A little Rosetta Stone. <laughs> so I watched a documentary about them oh, a girl who was in the group and i've also watched other things from this guy steve hassan who was also in the group and in this documentary though with this one girl um they basically said like like you were basically told you had to learn korean or else you wouldn't be saved like god's language is korean not an easy one to pick up either <laughs> no i think i'd be out yeah i'd be like well then it's just not for me <laughs> yeah i don't know so, um, they also believe that the Trinity is not a thing. Right. I mean, clearly it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. It does sound, however, like it's sort of a, a dual, right? God and then Holy Spirit. Yeah. There's like God and Holy Spirit, but God is the masculine and Holy Spirit is the feminine. And then Jesus is just a guy. Yeah. Just like holding it up like <laughs> underneath it in his hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Let's get into some odd practices. Okay. So they have what we call the blessing ceremony. Now, this is what normal people would call a wedding. Okay. But this is not just like any normal wedding. The blessing ceremony is usually a mass ceremony where multiple couples will get married on that day and be blessed by Reverend Moon and his wife, true mother and true father. Like publicly, like they're in the same place or like yes. at the same time, everybody say I do at noon, no matter where you are. No, they're all in a big like auditorium. Open area. Oh, yes. auditorium. Or like stadium. Yeah. So it's like Woodstock, but like marriage. Yes. And they, they require strict like abstinence, celibacy before marriage. Like you're not touching before marriage. Okay. 
So they have these massive wedding ceremonies. The first one was held in 1961. And there was 36 couples in Seoul, South Korea, who Reverend Moon, he matched them. They weren't like, we just love each other. He was like, no, you marry you. Seen that before? Yes. Um, And then... But the, here's the thing. These are not typically legal marriages. They have to get married again later. Like oh, legally. so it's just in ceremony. Yes. So he's... For some of them. Why wouldn't he just get the paperwork so that he could... <laughs> well, because, you know, in 2009, there were 20,000 couples that Ooh, were that married in one ceremony. Time. That's a lot of signing of wedding <laughs> certificates. <laughs> right. 20,000? 20, 20,000. That's insane. Yeah. Not very intimate. <laughs> no, and they're all wearing the same shit. So the outfits are uniform-esque. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking, like, tuxedo and, like, Look, white I'll dress. Look, I'll show you a picture. By the way, here's true mother and true father. Oh, that's going up on our Instagram. <laughs> Please take a look at the Instagram this week. Make sure you're following us at the.cult.ure. Oh, okay. So it is very, very traditional-esque in the way that it's yeah. set up. They all wear white. Look, at they're all wearing white gloves. Yeah. Um, in the past, the women would wear Korean dresses. What is a Korean dress? It, they're not tradi- They're not like this. Oh, I like traditional. Yes, yeah, so a okay. traditional okay. Korean wedding dress. I thought that was like a specific thing that he made up. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is kind of cool. You get married by the guy, right? Yeah, basically like your pope. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so they have these massive wedding ceremonies. Now, here is the thing. Almost all of them are arranged marriages. Um, and sometimes you can be matched with someone who does not speak the same language as you. Well, that makes for an interesting conversation. From a different country. <laughs> He's just randomly matching people together, pulling names out of hats. Well, he says it's not random. Right. But it but, makes 20,000 people. You right, know all their names. Right. So. Listen, love knows no bounds. <laughs> and he says that this is going to heal the world. Like. His couple choices together, right? Well, and also like racially, it's going to heal the world. Got it. Unify. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting idea. So in 1982 was when the first large-scale blessing happened of 2,000 couples, um, and that took place in Madison, Madison Square Garden. In 1988, he matched 2,500 Korean members with Japanese members for a blessing ceremony um, to basically promote unity between the two nations. There's some history there. Yeah. That's a tough sell. They're so, like, these people are kind of extra because, like, they're like, we're going to promote unity. Like, and they like went to Israel and Palestine are like, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they, they're trying to promote unity. I don't even know what you'd even call that. What is that even called? That's like, I have no words. Yeah. So then in the 1990s, okay. The 1990s, he gets a little loosey goosey. He gets a As little. As one does in the <laughs> 90s. He gets a little like, everybody come. Um, so he starts inviting people outside of the church in for the blessing. Oh, he'll marry anybody. Yeah. This has become an Elvis in, in Vegas. Yes. 
It's like, come on for the blessing, which doesn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, but whatever. Would you go? I would go to watch. Hell yeah. Would you get married? No. Hey. I don't want to get married by It's him. just us. No one's even, <laughs> no. Li- no one's even listening. <laughs> um, if I was in it, yeah. I feel like you'd be down. It doesn't count for anything. Me and my boyfriend go? Yeah. No, we're not doing that. That's history. I don't care. It's kind of mm. creepy. It's very creepy. That's why I thought you'd be into it. I would definitely go watch though. Yeah. hundred percent go watch. Yeah. It'd be a spectacle for sure. Yeah. Now in 2001, Moon said, you know what? You guys don't have to get my, like, you don't have to be matched by me anymore. Your parents are good now. And so they'll match you. Oh, so you can come as you are. Like the parents basically, because now they are, you know, sinless um because they've been matched by right. men the parents like look at profiles of people and they like choose but we're still arranging it. we're not doing this yes, based on true love but it's not moon right yeah but he's given the power to the parents mm-hmm. which basically just took a lot of load off of his plate right now get this in february of 2020 um they had a mass wedding <laughs> where all these people were wearing masks and they got criticized because they're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, Oh, COVID wedding. Yes. COVID blessing. Yeah. Where was this one at? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll have to double check. We got a picture of that one with all the masks. Yes. We'll post that one too then. Yeah. So that I think would make it even more creepy looking with the masks. Yeah. I don't know why it just feels like very much yeah. like a, well, it's even more loss of identity. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing is they have like a weird funeral ceremony. Basically in 1984, one of his sons died. They, oh, by the way, him and his wifey, 14 kids. Ooh, that's a lot of kids. Well, they're trying to populate the earth with the sunless lineage. Family's everything. Right. So they have like kind of like a, like a different kind of funeral service. Um, and there, there's three parts. They do a farewell prayer service um, where the family prays. And it's, this is called Gui Han. Then the second part is called Sung Hua, which is a public ceremony celebrating the person's life, which has songs and testimonies and an address by a pastor. And then the last part is the Wang Jun, the burial service. And this is a ha- it's supposed to be a happy occasion. So people are not allowed to wear black. It's like they a New Orleans funeral. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, celebration. Right. Um, and the person is buried in their holy robe and a copy of the divine principle. And the coffin is draped with the flag of the Unification Church. So this is still happening. So these types of burials are still happening mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. No. Oh. But he died recently. We'll get it Must there. have been very recently. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's something random. They have 53 different organizations that they have created. Business, political, um, sports. World domination. Have you ever heard of Centro Esportivo Nova Esperanza? No, that's very large. It's what is a that? Brazilian football team. Oh, I haven't. That, that they own. That's awesome. Yeah. Clube Atletico Sorocaba. 
They also own the Martial Arts Federation for World Peace, the Peace Cup International Football Tournament. Uh, they own a South Korean soccer team. Uh, they have a ski resort, which held the 2018 Winter Olympics. They're everywhere. They are like popping. Yeah. But everyone's, I think, just okay with it because it doesn't really have like, you know, violent tendencies. Right. Right. No bad blood. He seems okay. Just a strange cat. <laughs> the strangest of cats. <laughs> one of the strangest. So let's get into the, some of their controversies. So one big controversy is their recruitment kind of procedures. So especially in the 60s and 70s when they were in the U.S., they would do that thing that we talked about called love bombing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they're kind of the OGs of love bombing. So like for this, for example, this guy who's now like a ex-cult expert, like he, he helps people get out of cults. His name's Steve Hassan. He was in the Moonies for two and a half years. And he was recruited where basically he was sitting at his college table. He was like eating that cafeteria. And these three girls came up to him and started flirting with him. He's all in. Yeah, he's like, hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then they're like, oh, you should come to a dinner with us. And he's like, okay. Say less on <laughs> Right. And he had just been dumped too. Even better. So then he goes to this thing and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the meeting is just, um, it's going to be held in, in conjunction with this, this church called the Unification Church. And this guy grew up Jewish. And he's like, what the hell? I didn't want to go to church. And they're like, they kind of like gaslight him. They're like, oh, what's the matter? Are you closed-minded? And he's like, uh, no. So anyways, he goes to this thing. They basically don't let him leave. They convince him to do a 40-day-long retreat. So this separates him from the family. Within three months, he's a leader in the group. And they're, they're being told, we're going to dominate the world. So he was told to think about what country he would rule when they took over. It was like the game of risk, like in real life. Which one do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, he's like, I'll take Argentina. Right. Um, now, he said that he would work 21 hours a day, seven days a week. That's insane. I, I literally, in my notes, I said, holy shit. I burn out so fast. I'm not cut out for that cult life. Unless he says, hey, listen, you do this for a little bit, we'll give you the country of Argentina. <laughs> well, yeah. So this is what happened, though. Because he was not sleeping, he went without sleep for three days, which caused him to crash in an auto accident. This landed him in the hospital. At this time, he calls his parent, his sister, because he's now detached from the cult for a long enough time. They don't have their, like, grip on him. He's like, I kind of miss my sister. Calls her. They're like, we're getting him the hell out of this thing. So they kind of kidnap him, like his family, and get a cult deprogrammer in there. They stay there for five days, and then in five days he turned, and he was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But... And this was happening a lot with the Moonies. That's kind of why they called them the Moonies, because these people were getting, like, these young uh, Americans, these young college students were getting into this and just not leaving. And the parents were like, what the hell? Where'd my kid go? To the moon. To Korea. <laughs> to the moon, baby. Yes. Now, in 1982, Moon gets arrested for tax fraud and conspiracy. Gotta have a little tax fraud. <laughs> and he actually went to prison for about a year. After being in North Korean prison, I'm sure this was a walk in the park. That's true. That's true. 
1994, the HSA UWC, remember that ungodly long name? Yeah. They replaced it with a new name, equally long, the Family Federation for World Peace and Unification. Still too long. (laughs) And in 2000, they co-sponsored the Million Family March, which was a uh, rally in D.C., which celebrated family unity. They walked along with the Nation of Islam. Unity. There you go. 2003, they start a political party in South Korea called the Party for God, Peace, Unification, and Home. Have they won any elections? (laughs) I don't think so. In 2012, though, Moon gets pneumonia, and he dies on September 2nd, 2012. 2012? Mm-hmm. They just had a blessing ceremony in 2020. Well? Oh, someone's got to take up. Yeah. Wifey. Oh. True mom. That's not as fun. True mama is I was hoping for a revo- I was hoping for a revolution. Now, listen to it. Well, listen. When he died, he was worth $900 million. Yo. Today, his wife is worth billions, like $3 billion. Dang. Yeah. True mother and true father were... Uh, they truly rich. Rolling in the cash. Now, four of their kids ha- have died. One died as a baby. Two, one in a car accident, one of suicide, and one of a heart attack of their 14. So there's a lot left. Yes. But listen to this. True mom was like, this is my shit now. I'm running it. And the kids were like, no, we are. That's what I'm talking And she was about. like, get out. Yes. And so there's three splinter groups. Yes. That are each run by the kids. I love this. So there's one called the Sanctuary Church that's run by um, the son. And then there's two others. And it's all weird. It's all. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Yes. I love me a good splinter group. Yeah. Now listen to this. The Sanctuary Church, which is run by the son, he had a special blessing ceremony in 2018. And as the invitation stated, the couples were asked to bring the accoutrements of the nation of Cheon Il Guk, which is a nation of cosmic peace and unity. Basically, he was like, bring a gun. Hell yeah. And you get the blessing blessing. So along with crowns, the members were to bring a gun. (laughs) They brought AR-15s so they could defend uh, one's family, community, and nation. And if a a couple was unable to purchase and legally transport this because you can't just like cross country lines with guns, right? He will provide one for you. No. You had to purchase a $700 gift certificate from a gun store as evidence. That's not nearly as fun. I thought he was going to start an army. And he said that this is, that this is a, if you didn't do that, you would be a sign of great disrespect to true father. I kind of like where this is heading. (laughs) I feel like we're not done with this group. And in a couple of years, there's going to be some new info coming out. Yeah. So he, they are doing their shit. Um, true mom is running her stuff. She's getting old. And then her kids are running three other groups. When she dies, that will make the news because there will be right money for the taking. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, would you join this call? Dude, I'm not joining, but I'm in on it. <laughs> I think it's great. There might be yeah. some Moonies around me. 
There might be. You never they know. They say that there's 3 million word, worldwide members and 100,000 in the U.S. So there you go. Now, interesting little tidbit. My dad, when he was 14, he was at the San Diego Zoo with his parents, but his parents like walked off. This is the 70s. Okay, well, let's not do that, though, huh? Right. <laughs> this is the 70s, though. They don't give a shit about kids. That's fair. And these people approached him, and they asked him to come to... The moon. ...a dinner. <sighs> and anyways, my dad was like, okay, cool. And um, he told them where they were staying. Love this. And they showed up. And my grandma was like, get the hell out of here. And so they left. But my dad thinks they were the Moonies. He doesn't know. They didn't identify themselves. But most of the time in their recruiting, they didn't do that. So, Dang, you could have been a Moonie. I could have. <sighs> what a waste. <laughs> I could have gone to the moon. Dang it. So I like it. No violence. No craziness yeah. yet. Well, we got some AR-15s at weddings now. Yeah. What do you rate it? I, th- I think we're at like a f- we're at like a four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can see why you'd want to join. I just feel like mass blessings and AR-15s. Those are all things you live for. <laughs> no. no, it's just like I'm a very idealistic person and you love kind yourself of, some unity. Yeah, and optimistic, and like they the people that joined this group really thought that they were like saving the world. Like we're gonna make the world a better place by like unifying everybody. Kumbaya. Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for the Moonies. I like it. All right. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.